Hi there and welcome to the very first episode of Here's to You, a podcast that's brought to you by The Soul Laundry and myself, Nina, I'm the founder of The Soul Laundry. We are in little old New Zealand, down at the bottom of the world, we're talking to you from there and I'm bringing this podcast to you to talk about all things wellness, all things energy healing, all things movement, nutrition, all of them things that you can think of that fall under that wellness umbrella. The Soul Laundry is quite literally a place to launder the soul. And I'm hoping that over this next little while that we get to know one another, you might send me questions, maybe you'll participate in this podcast, we can talk about the things that you want to talk about. But first of all, let's kick off with a good old intro to what I'm all about. And then we're going to dive into five strategies to optimize your health and well-being through hormonal balancing. Alongside all of that, we're looking to link the pathways between the mind, the body, and the spirit. And the way that we can do that is through the things that I mentioned, the, the uh, mindfulness, the movement, the nutrition, looking at things from a holistic point of view. So as I mentioned, I'm the founder of The Soul Laundry, and I'm an accomplished yoga and mindfulness teacher, a Reiki master, and a wellness educator. And I firmly believe that what we see, do, we eat, we think, we feel can have such a strong impact on our physical and mental health. I'm a product of that, and I'll go into that later on. Working with holistic practice is the key to creating an abundant mind-body connection. It allows us to move well, think well, and be well. Yoga and Reiki sessions um, combined, they can really, really optimize those um, energy channels um, and open up those pathways and create those links between the things that I mentioned. And I've um, developed the Soul Laundry to provide an umbrella for all of those things. All of the things that are human, all of the things that are you. And as we know, the practice of yoga is an ancient spiritual discipline. It's a part of, um, of a much bigger thing than us I suppose you know um the the yoga itself so the limbs of yoga that um we've read about and the asana just being the tip of the iceberg it includes breath it includes um, meditation and it's the adoption of the specific bodily postures it's a promoter of health and healing the practice has evolved in the modern world and it allows us to take time for our self-inquiry which is something that people that I speak to people that I work with it's what they're craving it's what they're looking to do when they come to their mat that's a moment for themselves when I'm teaching, I often um, ask my students to find themselves on their own space, their island, their mat. And that's what I'm talking about, you know, that place that you can go for that self-inquiry. Looking at you, what's going on in yourself. And it's quite nice um, to remember as well that nobody can hear what you're saying. Nobody can hear what you're thinking. It's just that conversation within your body. With every breath that you take, every asana that you find yourself in, and every meditation, over time you'll notice that you find ease in the mind and the body. And that's the beauty of the practice. You go to your mat, you turn up, you know why you're there, you know what brought you there that day. But often, after a few weeks, you kind of notice that the things that mattered to you before don't seem that big now. You've got some control over the way that your thoughts operate, your reaction to situations. You know, you find that we step back and we can assess and we can act accordingly. And the Soul Laundry can offer many options for your yoga practice, whether it may be a group class if your friends, it's a class at your workplace or a one-on-one -on -one session to deepen your own personal practice. Maybe you're practicing at home and you're like, hmm, does this look good? Is my, should I be in this um, shape? Am I safe? Well, I can help you with that. That's what I do. I'm also looking at um, doing 
yoga in schools. I've um, worked with young people in the past and I really, really, really love to get um, yoga and meditation and self-care pretty much, you know, just self-care out into school groups, out into kindergartens, starting young, into youth groups um, and into organisations that are working with vulnerable children. As I mentioned, I'm a Reiki healer. Reiki is a Japanese um, technique and it's really good for stress reduction. It aids relaxation and it promotes healing and it's a real strong life force. It's that it's administered by laying on hands um, on the body or just above the body. It's based on the idea that the unseen life force energy that flows through us and it's what causes us to be happy and healthy. We're looking for that vitality or that feeling of vitality. And as a Reiki master, I'm able to work with clients during all stages of their life by harnessing energy. I use sounds, I use breathing techniques and I can work with your needs and your requirements to aid the healing and to bring in that vitality. Your session can be tailored just for you. As always, I'm always open to discussion about what it is that you need. Maybe you want to focus on that breath more. Maybe you want to focus on that energy channel, that open up of the pathway um, between you and something way bigger than yourself. The appointments of the Reiki sessions, they're by appointment only and it's 30, 45 or 60 minutes long. And you can combine that with a yoga package if you would like to. You can tailor it just for you and we can put things into place to make sure that it works just for you. And we can look at um, combining nutrition, we can look at um, combining maybe a juice program for you. You could take one, you could take two, you could take three options, it's entirely up to you. And for those of you who are work for working with limitation um, or injury, Reiki is really something that can open up those healing channels and promote wellness and a real speedy recovery. If you've got interest in becoming a Reiki healer yourself, you can submit an inquiry to me and the details of my next training will be um, emailed over to you. But that's enough about that. So let's just crack on with the podcast and I really hope that you enjoy it. So for this first episode, as I mentioned earlier on, I want to go back to um, mentioning about myself being a product of a healthful lifestyle or a need for a healthful lifestyle. And um, last year I was diagnosed with something that's called primary ovarian insufficiency. And sometimes it's known as ovarian failure. Hate that word. Not going to really bring that in today because we're not failures. Um, And it's insufficiency of hormone production at an age where you should be producing the hormones that your body needs. Um, Obviously, we know that that changes for women between the ages of about 35 through to 47 50 we go into that perimenopause stage probably around 40 for most of us and then it continues on from there if you have primary ovarian insufficiency you start to experience that far sooner there's cases of people starting that process in their teens and that is about a one in 1000 statistic of the ones that they know about for people who are 35 it's about a one in 100 I believe it's more than that from the research that I've actually done and the people that I've spoke to I believe it is way more than that but also what I believe is that this is a diagnosis that is slapped on us um, and yes if you are presenting asymptoms you will go to the diagnosis and our doctors are doing what they do best they're diagnosing they're treating for the most part those of us that have got a um a doctor who is helpful, who is um, interested. A lot of doctors and a lot of people that I've spoken to, their doctor doesn't actually believe it exists. So 
that's not helpful to you. So where I'm going with this podcast today is opening up the um, introduction of the Soul Laundry, which is which I'm the founder of, but also first episode, number one episode is going to be five strategies for coping with a hormonal imbalance, coping with a diagnosis like this. And from when I got diagnosed last year to now, I've been through an almost a year now of researching, coming up with harebrained schemes, you know, to fight this, to beat this, I'm going to win, um, to having surgery a couple of weeks ago when we found out that I had blocked fallopian tubes and all of the things that go with it, going in through that surgery, coming out the other side, other side, feeling like an absolute crazy person this week, speaking to friends, um, and just sort of coming to the realization that, hey, this is what's happening in my life at the moment and this is how I'm going to deal with it, which is sharing, which is speaking to other people in the same situation and doing what I do best, which is um, just being part of a community. And I'm not saying that the, you know, the diagnosis sort of is an exclusive card. It's just being part of community. You know, we are community and we come together and we help each other. And as a founder of the Soul Laundry, as a yoga teacher, as a Reiki healer, as a nutritional um educator or wellness educator I um I use the word wellness elevator um I I look to lift your wellness um through through the products and through the offerings that I have for you and so yeah so as I said first episode five strategies for coping with hormonal imbalance and this doesn't mean that you have to have this ovarian insufficiency diagnosis a lot of women are walking around with a hormonal imbalance and they're wondering why they're fatigued they're wondering why they've got brain fog they're wondering why they're screaming at their partner every five minutes or their kids or literally dropping something on the floor makes you fall into a ball on the floor beside it in a heap crying and then the next minute you're literally skipping in a meadow and everything's great so these are our bodies are controlled by hormones our minds are controlled way more than we realize and this is what i found out in the last year so i really really want to share these strategies that i've come to i've concluded are necessary so if you imagine your hormones in your body are like an orchestra playing a beautiful symphony and then you've got this hormone at the back who's playing out of tune with everybody else it makes the whole orchestra sound awful and that's kind of what happens when one of your hormones is imbalanced the whole bloody thing gets thrown out and you're left wondering why what's wrong with me why do I feel crazy why am I putting on weight why did my jeans fit me last week they didn't fit me this week and why have I got this really weird hair growing out of my face Fortunately, that's not happened to me, but I know people it has happened to. And it's down to bloody hormones. The first thing that I'm going to offer to you to try to reduce and um, help balance your hormones is removing sugar from your diet. Um, and it's it's surprising how much it does dictate your um, wellness. And so I'd like to ask you to think about that. Mm-hmm. 
there are sugars added to so many things, things that we just don't realise. It's in our cereal, it's in our um, juices, it's in those things that you see that say low fat, it's always high sugar. It's always a really good idea to check the back of the packet, look at the ingredients and make a decision based on that. We're looking for low sugar content. So just make informed decisions when you're at the supermarket. Just check the ingredients. It's not going to take you two seconds. It's something that's going to get you on your way to that balancing of your hormones that's totally worth your while. So here's me telling you to stay away from sugar. So how are you going to do that? So when you're in the supermarket, forget about the juices, forget about buying the ice cream, um, forget about life as you know it. So we're going to be looking at instead of buying juices, use water, add flavour to it, add a cucumber, add some mint, maybe add a lemon. When you're thinking about buying fruit, stay away from those high natural sugar fruits. Look at red berries, high in antioxidants. So that's your strawberries, your blueberries, your blackberries. You can have those with a Greek yogurt or something like that. Um, could be nice for a dessert. When we're thinking about sauces, adding sauces, um, maybe stay away from those as well and think about adding maybe a spice to your meal. Um, a herb or something like that would be quite nice and you'll be completely sugar free. How lovely. So just so it doesn't feel like I'm some sort of sugar Hitler, I would like to talk to you about chocolate. So everything in moderation. Maybe you can, um, instead of buying that dairy milk, instead of buying that Cadbury's cream egg or something like that, look at dark chocolate as an alternative. Look at cacao as an alternative. Start to introduce those things into your indulgent side of your diet and you'll be looking at a low sugar content. High cocoa, so 70% and over, as high as you can stand would be awesome. And you'll only need a little bit because it's so rich. So think about those things, see how you get on. The second thing on the list, and I am going for the big gun straight away, is limiting or eliminating alcohol. And um, our hormones act as a chemical messenger to control and coordinate the functions of the body's tissues and organs. And when that system is working properly, the hormones released are done at the right time to the right place and everything just runs perfectly. Alcohol can impair this and it can stop those hormones from working together from that um, becoming that finely tuned orchestra that I spoke about earlier on. It's a complex system and it's a complex system that keeps us um, healthy and functioning. Alcohol can really impair and interfere with the operation of that hormone um, production and it can have medical consequences for some of us. So my suggestion is going to be to limit alcohol. If you feel like you um, are in a position to eliminate alcohol, go for gold. Um, I don't know what the substitute to alcohol is, so someone tell me, but it's it's if you're eliminating it, go cold turkey, just eliminate it. Socialising with friends, um, you'll find a way and you will get used to it, I'm sure. Maybe even get your friends to jump on board with you. A red wine maybe once a week or something like that is perfectly fine. But if you're looking to balance your hormones and you're serious about balancing your hormones and you're serious about getting to the bottom of any conditions that you may have um, or anything that's flagging up for you, then limit or eliminate alcohol. I'm sorry.
Number three on the list, and this is a really important one for everybody, um, not only just, you know, in um, balancing your hormones, but just for your overall well-being and um, keeping a healthy mind as well as a healthy body, and that's exercise. Exercise is paramount to everybody, um, and especially if you are looking to balance your hormone production or increase your hormone production in terms of estrogen, um, those reproductive hormones, a good exercise regime is going to help you out a lot. And when I talk about exercise, I'm probably not talking about exercise that is high intensity. A moderate pace walk, yes, absolutely. A run, absolutely. I'm thinking along the lines of yoga, which is something that I teach, I'm passionate about and has helped me immensely. I'm talking about things like Pilates. And as our hormones decline, as we get older, we lose our muscle mass and we lose our bone density. So getting in a weight-bearing exercise, um, something that's going to be strengthening like Pilates, Reformer Pilates is awesome. Um, Reformer Pilates is the one that's done on that bed that looks like it could be some sort of torture chamber, but I assure you it's not. So research Reformer Pilates um, and have a look at um, trialing that. I'm sure you'll get a trial near you and go for that. Have a little um, look at how that works for you. Yoga, absolutely. Yoga, yoga, yoga all the way. And I'm talking about all forms of yoga. I'm talking about your Hatha yoga. I'm talking about that more um, intense feeling exercise like your vinyasa flow or maybe your local studio um, advertises it as a power yoga. As long as that suits your body, as long as that feels good for you, go for it. But everything in moderation. And I'm talking about your restorative yoga, your yin yoga, something that's going to bring your system, your nervous system down into that parasympathetic feeling of calm, um, somewhere where you are able to settle. So going back to the reason that I don't um, really recommend a really, really high intensity workout too much, um, like your CrossFits and things like that, I'm not saying don't do them, I'm just saying limit them. They spark a real high level of cortisol which can impair the production of hormones in the reproductive system and it's a stress sender. Stress can inhibit those hormones that we're trying to to um, potentially um, balance if we're looking from a reproductive perspective. So try to limit that. I'm saying to you, go for a good brisk walk, go to your local Pilates studio, Try maybe a bar workout if it's available to you and definitely 110% go to yoga. And it just so happens that I'm a yoga teacher. So if you have any questions, then email me, get in touch. Let's see if we can tailor a program to you that's going to help you out with um, the rest and restoration and promoting those really calm feelings in the body and clarification of the mind. Um, try out a Hatha class. I can't stress enough. Um, and we're looking to stay away from stress, this is good stress, um, how much exercise is going to help you balance your hormones. So I'm going to talk about now um, food and foods that you can eat. I've talked about what you can't eat and that's kind of sad and all the sugar that you should stay away from. But things that you can eat, things that should be, you should be eating um, 
in abundance. And so I'd just like to mention a few things um, that you should be looking to put on your plate. And the first one is broccoli. And there's a reason why you were always told to eat your broccoli. It's got so many health benefits, but it also works in conjunction with your hormones. It's a vegetable that's high in calcium. It can help with um, premenstrual um, symptoms. It's um, got compounds which can promote um, estrogen metabolism and um, it, it rids you of bad estrogens and I'm inverting the commas can you hear that um, it's getting rid of and eliminating the bad estrogens from your body so broccoli eat your broccoli and um, you should start to feel a difference and I'm also looking at um, salmon so it's important to eat fatty fish when you're looking to balance your hormones it's high in omega-3 um, eat it twice a week um, maybe a serving of fish um, such as salmon mackerel herring sardines um, tuna in uh, moderation it can keep your heart healthy but it can also um, get your hormones in check so we're looking for those on our plate leafy greens so they're so dense in nutrients leafy greens they're ideal for balancing your hormones because they're just filled with so many antioxidants and for me getting those greens on my plate it's such a bloody ordeal and so I'm juicing a lot of greens as well I got a, a juicer given to me by a good friend um, and so I've been juicing away with the kale, I've been juicing um, the spinach and it can help improve your cortisol levels. So when I talked about staying away from, um, you know, the CrossFits and the high intensity exercise, it's, it's helping to balance those cortisol levels. So add those to your diet in whichever way they come to you, um, spinach, your kale, um i'm also looking at swiss chard if it's available to you it's such an awesome um source of iron and that can sort of help with issues such as brain fog headaches so incorporate greens into every meal that you can even if it's in a smoothie so that's that <laughs> and also Almonds, introducing nuts into your diet, things like almonds um, can really, really help with lowering your cholesterol um, levels, but they can also help lower your insulin and maintain your blood sugar levels. Again, helping your hormones, helping your um, reproductive hormones that we're looking at today. Walnuts, um, they're awesome as well to add to your diet. It's really nice to give that maybe that green salad a crunch. So just throw those in there. They're so rich in omega-3s and it's so good for your brain health as well. So most of us know that soy affects estrogen levels. Um, if you are low in estrogen like me, then you might actually look at the positive benefits of soy. Um, and um, especially during menopause for ladies listening that are in um, that area of their life and they're transitioning through that. Um, so tofu in small amounts have estrogen-like effects on menopausal women. So um, look at that. Um, I could go on and on and on, but my favourite is turmeric. So turmeric has been known to remedy, to treat inflammation. Um, it's got so many healing properties. Add it to everything that you can. Um, turmeric um, can ease pain in um, the joints that can also come from um, low estrogen levels and from hormones that are out of whack, but it also can bring everything back into balance. So those things, um, quinoa, um, it's a complex carbohydrate and it can help um, keep those um, hormones steady. Adding quinoa instead of a sugary white rice, maybe, to your meals. So 
hopefully those are the things that um might be nice that you can eat i've talked about things that you can't have you can't have alcohol you can't have sugar so maybe you could um start to introduce those lovely things into your diet and smoothies um you know a smoothie it just is the answer to everything so it's um adding a um your red berries to your smoothie it's adding those greens to the smoothie adding maybe a soy or almond milk to that smoothie and away you go final thing that um, I want to talk about and it's something that I am passionate about and it's something that I teach and um, again I've always got the resource for you to get in touch with me and help you out so the final thing that I'm adding to my five strategies to balance your hormones and create a holistic approach to doing that and just life hacks in general mindfulness mindfulness and meditation meditation um, alleviate stress and alleviating stress can really 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 assist your reproductive system um, balancing your hormones whether you're actually just looking to regulate your cycle whether you're looking to actually um, look at your fertility or anything like that um, practicing meditation can pr- um, promote mental and physical changes throughout your body it's a scientific fact and it improves your stress related mental health systems um, symptoms sorry <laughs> like anxiety and depression and it's going to improve your emotional well-being um, and the physical symptoms that are related to your premenstrual symptoms that are related to your perimenopausal symptoms or if you are um, menopausal then you are going to see an improvement and if like me you've got that diagnosis of um, primary ovarian insufficiency then this is going to be something that's just going to really, really helpful help you manage that process and the things that are changing for you and the things that you are talking about and going through. So what is meditation? It's a body-mind practice. It involves a purposeful intention, maybe something like a thought, a moment, a state or experience or something that you um, are wanting to bring into your life. Um, you can... Um, focus on that and breathe in and breathe out very slowly Um, you could download an app like um, insight timer or just take a moment of calm so it literally could be a simpler exercise as when you wake up in the morning you just take 10 deep breaths you inhale for four and you exhale for four and you do that 10 times before you even set foot outside of the bed you know getting up even before you've had a shower just start to do that introduce that exercise every morning or download that app insight timer is such an awesome app i've used it for so many years now and it's got such an array of things for so many things so start to introduce that into your um, daily practice alongside some exercise alongside um those things that we talked about taking out of our lives like um, alcohol like sugar um, and balance that with your diet the foods that we talked about start to bring those in talking about those lovely greens you know all of those things bringing it together holistically you should start to see an improvement So that 
was my five things and that's the very first podcast that I've actually ever done and I've done it all by myself in my little house um so I really hope that you enjoyed it and I tried to add some um really really useful things for you guys to think about and even if you just stumbled across this podcast and thought what the bloody hell is that I'm gonna have a listen I really hope that you've taken something away from it and I'm as I mentioned earlier on I've just I'm recovering from surgery and that surgery was to remove um, my left side fallopian tube and if anybody has um, experienced that uh, they're going through that and they want to get in touch and they're looking to to um to balance their hormones alongside that it sends you a little bit crazy when things like that happen um or they're going through something they're just unsure about then just get in touch send me an email you can um, head over to my website i mentioned it earlier on it's www.thesoullaundry.co.nz if you're in new zealand um you're in auckland maybe we can catch up maybe come to a yoga class um i'm at a local studio in gray lean in auckland called yoga ground look us up and um yeah just come and say hi i really hope that you've enjoyed this um and thanks for listening bye bye